Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, also on TV 10 HD. Just kidding. TV 1097 on your Xfinity TV now. Uh, that show sponsored in part by Brown Feeder Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, family-owned full-service feeder home that has probably served our area since 1880. Produced on the TV 10 side by Gerald Wright. Uh, Spencer Bunick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us as always. And uh, guys, a uh, little, little uh, snow afternoon for us yesterday. Uh, how'd you enjoy your afternoon, Colin? Uh, relaxed, honestly, and got ready to watch some basketball last night. So I was happy both teams that I was uh, cheering for, and Xavier as well as WVU both got wins yesterday. So it was a nice day to, I guess, just chill out and not have to worry about anything because of the conditions outside. Nick, what about you? I went sledding, had a snowball fight. <laughs> We know that didn't didn't happen. I don't know, Colin. I apologize. Maybe next time? If we have any snow next time. What is this winter? It will snow again at some point. Two days of snow, and it wasn't really snow because it was snow, then rain both times. It's true. I got into a snow war. Got into a snow war? Almost crashed. Oh, no. It was a crazy day yesterday. Almost crashed? Yeah. I uh, drifted, drifted on the snow. On the way here, right? Yeah. Oh, on the way here. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell us that yesterday. I yeah, told, he did. I did. You don't listen. Yeah. To Whoa. Did. I don't matter. He said it was right near the Dollar General. That turn going that down. That isn't open yet. Is it open? Eagle School. I don't know if that's open. All right. Uh, we got a lot to talk about on this edition of the Sports Mix. 12.30, we'll be joined by Shepard Hoops player Daniel McLean Corley. He's been playing out of his mind lately. Well, uh, fortunately, Shepard lost last night, but we'll get into uh, what his mentality's kind of been these last few games. I mean, he had 32. Was that the game? that Was that what he had in the game we were there for, Nick? Yes. 32 for the game we were there for, and he had 21 on Monday, 22 last night. He's just really been playing out of his mind of late. We'll talk with him. About uh, you know what's what's this Shepherd's team's been like and what his mentality's been, um, but uh, we'll we'll talk first the game we're going to do tonight, the other game that's going on, and then we'll talk. Uh, we're going to change some things up from what I sent out. We'll talk uh, about all these offers that Shepherd's offering up from these EPAC kids because uh, snow day yesterday for Jefferson and Berkeley County, and a lot of football players went out to Shepherd for their official visits. I guess you'd say. Yeah. And a lot of them got offers. So we'll talk all of that in this edition of the Sports Mix. But first, tonight on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube, uh, it will be EPAC Girls Hoops Action. Hedgesville travels to Washington. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off, 6.30 pregame show. Uh, Washington, we have not, we've seen Washington once this year. Yep. And uh, they fell to Martinsburg, and they're kind of trying to figure out what team they are. But Hedgesville obviously looking for their second win, first EPAC win of the season, though. Yeah, I, I'm excited for tonight because the last time these two teams played, it was one of the closer games that Hedgesville has gotten to play this year uh, when it comes to 
losses in the EPAC. It was only a 12-point loss at 42-28 there January 4th when these two teams went up against each other. But with that being said, that night, Mary Rivera, um, the best player for Washington, was not in the lineup. So I'm expecting her to be there tonight. And then the one time that we did get to see Washington in the loss to um, Martinsburg, Addison Skinner was out of the lineup. So hopefully everybody for Washington's healthy. That way we can get a true read of this Washington Patriots team, a team that was so close to making the state tournament last year. And I think all three of us can agree that they're on our radar to make the state tournament potentially this year. Yeah, I think I'm excited to see this Washington team uh, this year and what they're able to do at full strength if they are at full strength here tonight against Hedgesville um you know a, a team that clearly has talent and I think when she's clicking I think Mary R- Rivera has potential to be one of the best players in this area so uh always you know fun to watch her play and I'm excited about the game and, and to see if Hedgesville can continue to do what it did well in that first game against Washington and maybe executed it at a higher level. I know without Rivera that makes a big difference, but also it could uh, that Hedgesville has that confidence that they were somewhat in that game throughout against Washington, that they could maybe do it again and give us a, a decent game here tonight. But certainly on paper, Washington looks like a team that could make another run uh Toward states, and I think they're definitely in the conversation to be that second team out of the EPAC behind Spring Mills. So we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, tonight, definitely a big game for both of these teams um, because, you know, Washington obviously wants to set the tone against a team like Hedgesville that they are going to, you know, come out and dominate. And for Hedgesville, they want to try to prove something and continue to get better. So should be a good game uh, to see those things and uh, looking forward to it. Definitely will be a good one on TV 10, the EPAC on EPAC matchup. You can tune in right here on the radio side, 106.5 FM AM 740, beginning at 630, also on TV 10, Comcast Channel 10, or on Comcast Channel 1097. Uh, so we got multiple channels on Comcast, apparently. We did not know that until very recently. Uh, we're going to see what we can do with those two channels. Uh, but also on WRNR-TV on YouTube should be a good one. And then an out-of-conference matchup for Spring Mills. They travel up to uh, Mercersburg Academy in Pennsylvania as they look to extend their winning or extend their undefeated season so far. Yeah, good luck to Spring Mills. I don't know uh, how good of a team Mercersburg has. I know it's a private school academy there in Pennsylvania, but I, I think uh, Spring Mills sh- should still get the job done and continue the undefeated season. I'd be surprised if that was not the case tonight. Nick? Don't really have any other thoughts besides, uh, you know, hopefully Spring Mills can come away with that win and. You know, going on the road can be difficult, though, especially out of state. Yeah, uh, they're playing a Mercersburg Academy team that's seven and eight on the season, two and two in their conference, and they've rattled off uh, what now is this four out of the last five games they've gotten wins in. They did beat Washington uh, back on the eighteenth of um, January. Is that right? They beat Washington on the 18th of January, Jefferson on the 10th of January, the Jefferson game 43-35, the Washington game 41-37, so very close games there. 
Um, but it should be interesting because this is the first game of a home and home for these teams. They'll play next week uh, down the road in Sp- at Spring Mill, so it should be an interesting game to see how the first game goes. But uh, it, it, I would say that Spring Mills would be the favorite. Yeah, those two games that you just mentioned with other EPAC teams were, even though wins for Mercersburg, low-scoring games against Jefferson and Washington, and we know that Spring Mills is not a low-scoring team, so if the offense can continue to explode for the Cardinals, I think they get the win. All right, let's turn our attention to football here in the area. A lot of recruiting going on as official visits taking place in the Division II ranks. Um, a very busy day for a snow day yesterday down the road in Shepherdstown at Ram Stadium. A lot of uh, players from the Eastern Panhandle going. I believe six players yesterday took official visits. Um, and from what I can see, five of those players have come out with offers. Yeah, yeah. it looks to be that way. So, you know, Shepard recruiting locally, which has really picked up, it seems like, as of late uh, in the Coach McCook era. This team has really, you know, been trying to get more of the local talent and it kind of started with Tyson Bajant and his ability to be a star player in his hometown or, or right by his hometown and uh, that's really helped I think kids be attracted to Shepard I mean Shepard's always had a good program so you know it's not surprising that local kids would want to come and play there but now you're starting to see more and more guys have success uh, not only with you know with Tyson's success but we saw um, great success from Hartman last year as a local product. Dwayne Grantham, Nathan Muley, um, just to name a few that come to my mind right off the top of my head. Uh, Matt Bednarski as well, a Martinsburg kid. So, you know, there's quite a few guys that have had success. Ty Lucas on the offensive line um, that were all, you know, products of the local high schools around here. And we're now starting to see more guys commit to Shepard. Uh, next year we should see you know Malachi Brown have a great year who is a Martinsburg product and uh, maybe even Sammy Roberts if he's able to get some playing time uh, depending on what happens with the quarterback competition so you know there case and Lanza I think has a great chance to start at yeah. tight end with Brian Walker gone they're going to need a big body out there so I mean there's a lot of kids that have uh, developed around this area this area is getting better at football and, and Shepard is starting to reach out and really offer those kids. So I think it's great for not only the high schools, but for the uh, the Rams if they can land some of these players and, and get them uh, offers because it shows that Shepard has a commitment to this community and, uh, you know, the betterment of the student-athletes around here. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, looking at some of the players, Zion Grantham receives an offer from Martinsburg, Jameer Hunter, just those those couple big names and then you go to jefferson uh, three guys visited yesterday and i believe three guys have received offers um that being said uh evan tool was one of them um oren humphreys was the other and who am i missing isaiah fritz isaiah fritz yep. is the other and i believe checking here let me just find it someone from east hardy also received an offer yesterday as well mason miller uh quarterback linebacker from East Hardy High School as well. I'm assuming he went on the official visit yesterday that happened. Um, A lot of these guys, it's cool to see because, I mean, East Hardy technically in the panhandle, right? Yeah, a ways away. A ways away, but technically still in the panhandle, so it's good to see. Oh, Colin, that guy has also received an offer from Waynesburg, Mason Miller out of East Hardy. Okay. I I know uh, 
yesterday too just to mention even though i don't think he got an offer he might soon hopefully though i i like to be hopeful for it i'll mention it and eric king hopefully gets an offer here soon but uh also congratulations to another martinsburg player for committing to a school in the pennsylvania state athletic conference and that's uh brett terwilliger who has committed to gannon to continue his uh football career as a kicker so yeah, that was big because I know he was looking at a bunch of schools in the PSAC, uh, but it was weird. Shepard ne- Shepherd never offered him. I don't even think he took an official visit to Shepard, which was kind of yeah, odd to me. A uh, lot of uh, commitments coming down to Shepard in the last 24 hours, just seeing through Twitter. Uh, they're getting a new defensive back who I believe committed somewhere else, uh, Demir uh, Minka, last night, yesterday, committed. Um I'm trying to see where he was committed to at one point. I'm not too certain, uh, but he's been offered by a lot of PSAC schools uh, and the MEC schools as well. Uh, but that's cool. And then uh, get you know a lot of guys committing yesterday. Uh, one, our own Rob Mario's. He coaches at Oakdale High School in Frederick. Uh, his center committed yesterday, Colin. Yeah, he did. Um, let me pull up the name so that we can give him a. Uh shout out as well here quickly it was uh josh crummett who committed so congrats to uh him and obviously congrats to shepherd for landing him yeah miles greer from south county high school in virginia a uh 5-11 db kick returner also committed yesterday as well these are all just popping up on twitter uh, as people liking them or, or things along those lines on the new four U tab. So seeing all those yesterday uh, was pretty cool to see a lot. Shepard a lot of gained either a lot of commit or got a lot got a few commits yesterday and uh, put out a lot of offers. So hopefully, as Team ninety four takes shape, we'll uh, report that to you. But that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. He became number one by making you number one first. Parsons will be back after this two-minute break to talk about the Wizards and the Capitals. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. 
You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the Mountain State. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR, produced on the TV 10 side. By our intern, Gerald Wright, uh, Spencer Kapunik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. And uh, the Wizards, they've now won four in a row after coming back from 19 down. Down 10 to start the fourth quarter to beat Houston. the Houston Rockets. 108-103. Sorry. Christoph well, Porzingis, yeah. is he still out? Yeah, he's going to be out for another week and a half, I believe. And they still win. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, thir- 20 of his 33 points came in the fourth quarter. I believe he hit nine straight points. Uh, Kendrick Nunn made, a de- made his debut for the Wizards. He had a solid night, 12 points, four assists, two steals, and provided big energy that helped the Wizards get the win. But, Nick, uh, they've somehow rattled off four straight wins here. Yeah, and you look at the Wizards right now, in particular, Kyle Kuzma's playing at a very high level. I believe this is back-to-back games now where he's scored over 30 points, so uh, that's good to see. And, you know, Washington certainly is trying to get a deal done with Kuzma for long term, and that makes sense. I think he's been, you know, a really good uh, asset for them since they acquired him in that Westbrook trade. And, uh, I mean, the Wizards are still... In the playoff hunt as of right now, they are four and a half back of the eight seed. So, um, you know, they could have a run here. They still have the play in game. So, really, you just need to get to the 10 seed uh, to have a chance um, to make the postseason. And, uh, you know, it's good to see Washington winning games, picking some things up. I mean, Houston's obviously, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. So, you expect to win that game, but. They're shorthanded. Somewhat, yeah. No Chris Taps, Porzingis. Bradley Beal still coming back from his injury, uh, his hamstring injury. Uh, but here's a clutch Kuzma 3 gave him 32 points. Beal cuts to his left. Double team, left corner. Kuzma for 3. Oh, it's there. It's there. Kyle Kuzma. He started the fire. Maybe he's about to finish it. 105-97 Wizards. Made the Wizards have the lead there, 105-97. Uh, Bradley Beal would score another clutch basket, and then Kuzma would hit one of two free throws to put the Wiz up 108-103, where they would get the victory. They're back in action Saturday night at the Pelicans. The Capitals, they're in action tonight at 7 p.m. 
Um, they're actually at 7 p.m. as they host the Penguins. Big game tonight. Uh, Capitals are favored in this one, and uh, they're the betting line favorite tonight. The over-under set at 6.5. Uh, both teams are have the same amount of points on the season. Both teams with 56 points. It should be a good one tonight. Ovechkin versus Crosby. Yeah, it's always fun when these two teams go up against each other, whether it's the regular season or the playoffs obviously hoping that the caps get a win tonight and all they got to do is hopefully shut down crosby in that offense that last game for the uh penguins was able to score seven goals and get a win against the panthers and recently it's been two straight losses for washington but it was on the road in the west coast so hopefully being back home for a game they can uh relax and get the win tonight yeah, hopefully they can. You'll hear the rest of that game after the conclusion of the girls' basketball Washington uh, hosting Hedgesville game. You'll hear the rest of that Caps game on Talk Rated WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. They're located at 360 Hackwell's Wayne Martinsburger online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, we're joined by Shepard Hoop star Daniel McLean Corley. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Well, between that set and the I'm on fire, I'm born to run You looked at me and I was done Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg Grilling is not just for the boys We are a platinum Traeger dealer Carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series We have every flavor of wood pellets Along with accessories, rubs, sauces Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack or at Orsini's.com. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilston Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay, or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Larry DeMarco team at Modern Realty Results believes buying a new home requires a dedicated team that cares about your needs and concerns. Our experienced team is from the area, and we care about this community because it is our home as well. Whether it's a $30,000 home or a $3 million home, we will be hands-on and invested throughout the entire process. Thinking of buying or selling in West Virginia? We've got the tri-state area covered. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back.
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Produced on the TV 10 side by our intern Gerald Wright. And it's Spencer, Nick, and Colin. Happy to have you with us. We're now joined by junior guard for the Shepherd Rams, Daniel McLean. Corley, how are you doing today, Daniel? Good. How about yourself? We're doing great over here. And uh, great game for you personally last night, but you guys didn't come up on the winning end. It seems like uh, the last few, uh, I'd say probably week or so, it seems like you've been on a pretty hot streak over 20 points a game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What uh, what kind of has led to your little upswing here in scoring, and then your career high uh, when you guys knocked off East Stroudsburg? Uh, coach was just looking for me to just be aggressive at all times because uh, I remember I think it was probably like two weeks ago I had like a bad shooting game against Mercy Earth, and he was telling me to just keep keep shooting and keep getting in the gym and shots are gonna fall for us. So I just listened to him, and it turns out that it, it worked out for us. Hi, Daniel. This is Nick Verzellini. Uh, you dealt with um, some injuries last season, uh, and you've came back this year and really, like we said, have picked it up as of late. What's it been like to, I guess, go through that rehab process and and now to start to see you uh, have success on the on the court scoring? I feel like the injury was a good and bad thing at the same time. I feel like it was a good thing because I got to see – sit and watch basketball a lot and just take it all in and see what to do in certain situations and what not to do in certain situations. As far as the rehab process, it was it was long, but I feel like it went it went kind of fast the way that the season went by, so I feel like it went kind of fast. As soon as the season ended, I pretty much started playing basketball again in the offseason. Daniel, Colin McLaughlin here. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. So kind of had a similar situation in what you're in this year for last year. It was a up-and-down start for the team, and then out of nowhere, Kyle Daggett really became a leader and had some production on the offensive end to really try to take control and push for a playoff spot. Now you're kind of in that situation trying to lead the team in scoring and push Shepard into a postseason spot so what's it been like for you as a late to get to be in that role with this team this year it's been a great challenge uh i've been looking forward to it since really since my freshman year i've been telling the coach that i want to be like one of the best players in the conference and i want to just help lead the team to a good record and possibly to the tournament so i feel like i think i i could do better but i feel like i'm doing well so far and Daniel, new addition to the coaching staff this year, it's been uh, Giancarlo uh, Pacheco. How much has he brought as an assistant to this team? He brought he's brought a lot. He actually surprised me a lot. He uh, he brings a lot of energy to practice. He he talks to us about the little things, and he just he gives us good advice on the court, on and off the court. So I I think he's doing a good job. Yo, Dan, it's Gerald here. Um, I've been watching you play since our freshman year, bro, and I just got to say, watching you play is like watching poetry in motion. What goes through your mind when you're on that basketball court, man? Uh, I just feel like as soon as I touch the court, I'm just in attack mode. I'm just in attack mode all game, and I feel like with my skills, I could just get easy shots for my teammates and just help lead us to a win. Daniel, you guys have had some tough losses here, uh, back-to-back games now. 
Um, what are you trying to do as one of the leaders on this team to, uh, I guess, turn those close games into wins here down the stretch so you can uh, hopefully make a run in the PSAC tournament? Uh, I'm thinking that we're trying to make a, uh, a major decision as to like, what what are we doing at the end of those games to allow the other teams to get back on the cars and take the lead? So I feel like we just we just got to come up with a solution at the end of the game because I feel like at the end of the game, some teams, they throw like a press at us and it kind of rattles us up a little bit. And I feel like we get too complacent at the end of the game, not like the start of the game where everybody comes out fast and ready to play. So I feel like we just got to we just got to get better at those situations and we're going to be all right. This Saturday, you guys get to host Cutstown, a team right behind you in the standings, but it should be a winnable game for you guys nonetheless. Uh, let's start off in what have you guys seen on film for Cutstown, and then what is you guys need to do to get the win? We actually haven't uh, seen Cutstown yet. We don't really know much about them, but I know that no game is an easy game in the P-Stack, so we're just going to come out ready, and hopefully our fans are there to give us a lot of energy so we can pull out this win on Saturday. And looking back to the matchup last year, you guys beat them first game 65-63 in overtime and then got a 68-60 win. You Unfortunately, you personally didn't get to play in those due to your injury. Uh, what was it like watching those games from the sideline? I know Cutstown and football is a big rivalry. Is it as big on the basketball court? Uh, I think it could be because I think that we we've have I think we have beat them every every game since my freshman year. I think yeah I don't think they never beat us yet. So I feel like they gonna come in hungry for a win, especially in our place. So I feel like we just gotta protect our house and show them that this is not a fluke. We are gonna keep beating them day in and day out. Hey, uh, Dan, who would you say is Shepard, Shepard Man's basketball rival rival team in the PSAC? I would say definitely definitely Shipmansburg and definitely Millersville for sure. All right, Dan, thanks for the time, and I uh, hope to catch up with you down the line this year. Thank you all for having me. I hope you all have a good day today. You as well. Daniel McLean Corley, junior guard for the Shepherd Rams football team, joins us on the – or excuse me, basketball team, <laughs> joins me on the program. I had football in my mind there when we were talking about the rivalry there on the football field. Uh, but thanks to him for coming on. Hey, Gerald, thanks for booking your first guest. You got to do that some more. I got you, bro. I know all the all the players, all the athletes and things. So if you guys need anybody on the show. All right, there we go. There's our, there's our Shepherd plug right there. Got you, got you. Shepherd interview plug. All right, uh, let's kind of talk about this game last night for the Shepherd Rams. Another close loss. That's back-to-back close losses by total between these last two games of three points, guys. And that's uh, straight wins, and you have two straight losses by a total of three points. It's got to hurt. It's got to sting. Yeah, I mean, we know this team plays close games. You know, we've talked about it all year. Scoring margin is very close on the season. Really have only had, you know, a few games that haven't gone their way completely and just been – uh, some tough losses in terms of you know blowout losses, but uh, this is still a very young team. You know, it's only one senior on the squad. So when DC talks about the uh, you know the presses that they face toward the end of the games and, and them kind of losing, I think their composure a little bit. It makes sense because this is an inexperienced team at this level. 
Um, and you're going to have those errors. But how does this team now, as the year goes on, you know, gets better from those things? And, uh, you know, when we see this team play close games in the next month or so, can they find ways to overcome their youth and inexperience and, you know, close out those games and win down the stretch? They did that against East Strasburg. So we've had some instances where they've been able to close them out and some where they haven't. Uh, but the talent is clearly there for Shepard to be uh, one of the top teams in this conference. They just haven't quite put it all together yet. But I think they're, that people should be excited about this program, and, and I think they are headed in the right direction. Um, but you'd like to see them, obviously, you know, take that talent and uh, do something with it this season. And I think there's still a good chance that they will just – you have to be able to close these ones out, and, and you're going to play close games in this conference. Yeah, that's what he said, and I wouldn't be surprised if Saturday is a, another close game. It's just been tough, obviously, because of you're coming off a win against East Stroudsburg. It's a big upset. First-ranked win in three years for Shepard. And then you go and now lose two heartbreaking games by a combined three points when you're fighting for – playoff spot in the PSAC that makes it even more frustrating because it's been up and down this year with this team teetering back and forth between 500 and right now they're still above 500 at 10 and 9 but you don't want to see them slip anymore because you're getting late into the season and you know if Shepard unfortunately would continue losing that that chance of a playoff spot is most likely gone that is a big point that you make there Colin and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out on Saturday Uh, it'll be 3pm in Shepherdstown at the Butcher Center Uh, then we'll move over to women's now unfortunately women's fell 92 to 52 to Shippensburg last night Uh, just a big scoring night for Shippensburg and looking at the numbers for uh, the Raiders 18 point or excuse me 20 points for Lauren Pettis 18 points for Ariel Jones 13 points for Aaron Givens and uh 10 points for Treasure George uh and you know they played almost their whole bench last night and you look at Shepard only two double digit scorers Cindy Bowles with 11 good to see her back in double digits after yeah. uh returning to the lineup a few games with 10 points Pretty efficient 10 points in 14 minutes of play and 3 of 7 from the field. She also had three rebounds but had four fouls, which is why only 14 minutes of play. Megan Shipley drops back down to five points. Uh, Kendall Haggerty has three points. Six points for Teresha Miller off the bench. Jordan Carr with five points. Four points for Madison Mertz. Um, just kind of an overall. It's a tough It's a tough team you're going to play in the Red Raiders. 16 and 3. Uh and 11-2 and two in the PSAC. That was going to be a tough game no matter what. Shepard couldn't score more than 14 and a quarter. Yeah, you kind of unfortunately expected the game to end up like this since uh, Shippensburg's the best team in the East Division in the PSAC, and Shepard's still searching for its first win and now falls to 0-18. So you understand this year with the rebuild that there's going to be games like this. It still obviously doesn't make it fun or any better knowing that there's going to be games like this but hopefully there's still some positives that Shepard's able to find and um, maybe finally get a win this year down the road so they're playing Cutstown 1pm Saturday did you know Cutstown this year 
women's basketball has played like the goat team in women's basketball and college college women's basketball. They played UConn. Yeah, in <laughs> an exhibition game, they lost one fifteen to forty two. They also played Fordham <laughs> and lost seventy nine forty eight. Uh, but you're going to learn a lot of stuff from those games. I guess I just clicked their yeah. schedule to see their record, and it was the first. It was the first thing that popped up. Pretty interesting. Did not realize that you could play. A D2 team would play the best team in college basketball as an exhibition game. Technically, I don't think they are the best team this year. One of the best teams in women's college basketball history. How about that? There you go. Uh, that, that Does that sound better? All right. We'll step aside for our next break. When we come back, we'll talk college hoops. Funny story last night. And then we'll talk MLB Hall of Fame. Uh, and then figure out what else we can talk about on the show. What, else, what other news going on? Segment sponsored in part... Uh, by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, deliver to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Again, on the other side of this break, we'll talk other college hoops and more. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRN on TV 10. Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Bob Huggins and Mark Adams, the two head coaches, meet and exchange a long handshake and conversation. And Eric Stevenson will dribble it out as the teams exchange handshakes and the horn sounds here in Lubbock. And the losing streak is over on the Big 12 road for West Virginia. It is a final. The Mountaineers come back 
after a 10-point first-half deficit to win it by a score of 76-61. to The Mountaineers go to 12-8 on the season, 2-6 in league play. The Red Raiders fall to 500. They're 10-10 overall and 0-8 in conference play. That was Tony Caridi and the Mountaineer Sports Network as the Mountaineer get a eight, excuse me, 76-61 Red Raiders of Texas Tech last night on the road. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Stop at their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. First road win of the season in the Big 12. And is it the first road win in like two years for the Mountaineers? In Big 12 play? I don't know if that stat's correct. I did not hear that stat. I want to um, say that's correct. I saw it, somewhere. It could be. But they, they finally did it, obviously. So that's what I'm happy about. A weird game still for West Virginia. And, yeah, I'm happy that they score 76 points, but they shot 37.3% from for field goals so i guess that's an okay night i i wouldn't say that's a great night and then three pointers 28.6 percent making 10 threes obviously is great for west virginia we haven't seen that for a long time hitting 10 threes on a night for the mountaineers but they shot 35 so obviously it's still something that could improve but it was the bench that really stepped up. The starters were kind of lackluster, and Huggins changed it up because of that. You only saw him at Matthews play 11 minutes, two points. Jimmy Bell Jr. only played 16 minutes and had one point. Kedreen Johnson only played 15 minutes. It was guys that stepped up with Toussaint and Wilson having yeah. big nights off the bench. Wilson was the main guy when it came to three-point shooting five of 11 he made half the threes last night for the Mountaineers yeah I tuned in a little bit and I think the biggest thing in this ball game uh was that three like one of the key differences was the three-pointers tonight or last night obviously three of 20 was Texas Tech WVU 10 of 35 and then at the charity stripe getting things done once again uh, 28 of 35 for 80% for the Mountaineers compared to 16 of 23 for 69.6%. So obviously that's a big difference. Also, they out-rebounded Texas Tech 44 to 27. That's always big. Um, and they did have more turnovers, though, but it didn't hurt because West Virginia was obviously out-shooting them in threes. And when you can make more threes than a team, you're going to most likely most of the time be able to win when you shoot about the same percentage overall. Nick, any thoughts? Well, I think it, it's obviously, you know, a good win for WVU. Uh, but, I mean, we did know Texas Tech was at the bottom of the conference. They still haven't won a conference game. So, while it's good to kind of take care of business when you're WVU, um, you know, Saturday will be even tougher against a ranked Auburn team. Are you good over there, Colin? <laughs> I'm looking at something that is crazy, if true. I didn't really pay much attention to it last night, I guess. I saw some empty seats in the arena, but I didn't think it was this empty. I'm looking on ESPN. The capacity for Texas Tech Stadium, or arena, whatever you want to call it, 15,098. The attendance last night, according to ESPN, 
1,802. 12% are they still fill. are they still on uh they still on a winter break over there at Texas Tech? I, I, I don't know. Is is this They're real? They're in the conference. That's true, but still it's a conference game. You you feel like you'd get more than 1,082 people in there, right? At least half yeah. capacity, not 12%. Yeah. Right, that's that's interesting. Point that out that's pretty interesting. Uh, but WVU back in action, uh, tom- excuse me, not tomorrow, Saturday at noon when they face Auburn for the SEC Big 12 Challenge. We'll have that for you on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. I want to get into this weird story in college basketball last night. Um, we'll just play the audio here. This obviously courtesy of ESPN, the ESPN family of networks. Duquesne Athletics producing the event on ESPN Plus as Duquesne hosted Loyola Chicago about 16-10 left in the second half. Uh, Loyola Chicago on top 40-37 to and there's a disturbance on the game. Here's the audio. We'll let it go into the bench and Loyola would take over 10 minutes before we get a stoppage and we've got an officials timeout. Well, why is Somebody there an officials timeout? Floor. Somebody came on the floor. On the far side. Looking for an Uber Eats delivery or something there is carrying some McDonald's. The guy comes on the court carrying McDonald's. And I think the video board operator ordered Uber Eats. You gotta eat, you gotta eat. But I don't know how how accurate this was because then I later saw a post uh, that had a picture of the guy and he was clearly wearing one of those lav microphones. And uh, some uh, Austin Henson TV at Austin Henson TV. Let me pull up where he works. Uh, oh, he works for Loyola. He's a video production assistant for Loyola. Um, I don't know if he's at the game or what. I guess yeah. he was at the game. And he was actually courtside. And this guy had a microphone on him. And he was clearly doing some YouTube TikTok prank. Because he's wearing a lav mic right on the inside of that yellow jacket. Uh, By the way, before I get into that, they I, didn't figured kick out, him out. I, I figured out this uh, Texas Tech okay. situation. Apparently, ESPN has a typo that they just have not changed. So uh, the attendance last night was actually 11,802, not 1,802. They're missing a one. Okay. Which obviously is a big difference. All right, well, this guy didn't get forced to leave. According to Austin Henson, they didn't kick him out. He just casually walked back into the stands with his McDonald's in his hand. Uh, This guy also says, I would personally tackle anyone who does this. Just let athletes play the game without worry about those going to try to get hurt by a stray delivery person. But clearly not necessarily a delivery person. I think it was a prank. Still. Still a funny moment in college basketball. fan walks onto the court... You have to be alarmed or try to figure something out. And there's these situations you see it now, even when they're on the side, people sitting courtside that they get ran into and stuff. And they understand the danger in that, but you don't want to put players in danger with kids like this that think they're being funny walking out onto the floor. And then next thing you know, a player can potentially run into them and there could be a lawsuit on the hands on either side yeah that is very true but just wanted to point that out as a funny note here on today's show uh, we'll look at one college basketball score from last night that was probably the tightest game between all of them 
Uh, and it was against two ranked opponents. The one we talked about on the show yesterday, number 19, UConn hosting number 13, Xavier. Xavier pulls off the win, 82-79, but not before UConn could make a comeback. Down 15 at half. They score 55 points in the second half, outscoring Xavier by 12, but just not enough three points shy of tying the ball game. Uh, but there, they got a signature road win. Do the, does Xavier in that one and uh, interesting way to end the night for them as UConn tried to make a comeback. 55 points and a half is definitely hard to do. Yeah, but the offense was able to explode. And I, I watched that game before WVU a little bit and during the uh, Fox Sports pregame show, it was a interesting debate just to, I guess, kind of get into and what they had was that for March, which obviously still a month away before March Madness, so maybe things will get a probably like little six bit six weeks, seven clearer, weeks for March Madness. Right now, you look at the top twenty-five, and everybody always likes following bracketology, which obviously I'm happy with right now too, because with that win last night, WVU is back in bracketology most likely. What happens when you're in a really different good story? But um, they were saying that out of basically the top eight which would be the number one and number two seeds in march madness there's only truly like two teams that you can look at and say yeah these two deserve to be one seeds but then all the other six teams and maybe you want to throw in a couple more down the road and you don't really see any other teams other than purdue and alabama and are like yeah those guys deserve to be one seeds come march right now which I feel like means we might get to see a lot of upsets this year. Yeah, hopefully. that'd be interesting to see. Well, well, Houston doesn't have the toughest schedule necessarily. Right, and that's what people worry about. I still think they're they're a good team. So I, I would still think that they could be a one seed. I mean, they they beat Virginia. They were pretty close to beating Bama. It was only a six-point game. So I think you, you could give Houston a one seed and be pretty justified. I know their conference is kind of weak, but – I still think they're a good good enough team based off of what we've seen in the past, what they've done in the tournament, and the fact that they have some good wins or at least good competition earlier in the season on their schedule. And I don't disagree with that. I think the rest of the season, Houston probably gets the job done and becomes a one seed, but come March, that's probably the one seed that everybody will be looking at saying that's the one seed that's going to lose first. Yeah, that, that is a good point. So, All right. We've got about two minutes left on the show. I teased it earlier in the week that something was coming back this year. Um, we've gotten all our ducks in a row. And soon those ducks will be in the water. That they will. You want to make the announcement, Colin? Two years in a row. Yeah, so for the second year on TV10, as well as our WRNR TV YouTube page, next week on Saturday we will be broadcasting live the West Virginia Region 2 Swim Championships for high school. So should be exciting. Last year we got to do it for the first time because it was at a Shepherd University. And, and we thought we weren't going to be able to do it this year because it was going to be at Fairmont. And I'm not too sure what happened, uh, but the uh, I believe the conference or the... Yeah, something happened and now it's back at yeah. Shepherd. So. so we were told it was back at Shepherd, and you know what I did? I got on it, figured it out, and we're going to be live on TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube next Saturday, February 4th. Stay tuned for more on that. 
Uh, but that will do it for our show today. Thanks to Daniel McLean Corley, uh, Shepherd Men's Basketball, for coming on as uh, he's had a great season, great uptick in scoring over these last couple of weeks. Uh, they're in action Saturday as they host Cutstown at 3 p.m. Head out to the Butcher Center Saturday to watch McLean Corley and the rest of the Rams do their thing. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix tonight on TV 10. Talk Radio WRNR beginning at 6.30 at the pregame show is EPAC Girls Hoops. Hedgesville travels to Washington. 7 p.m. is the tip-off. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix for our intern, Gerald Wright, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini. I'm Spencer Free saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Our local community and bring you the latest local news, local weather, and local sports. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Bowling Waters.